Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason and Paula here with you. <laughs> Paula's here. You can hear her laughing because we have done this a few times, but this is this is the one right here. Here we go. The eve of the hockey season is upon us. You don't say. I do. <laughs> the Golden Knights will start their fifth year against the first year team, the Seattle Crack, in their first game ever, regular season wise. It's going to definitely be something uh, to, you know, to watch for the Knights. They're a little shorthanded. We'll go over that. Uh, Vegas lost a player today, so we'll go over that as well. Some interesting things that have been happening that we've noticed in the crowd at T-Mobile Arena is something to definitely touch on. For the Knights, first off, Peyton Krebs has played six out of seven preseason games, and he's looked pretty good. Because of a lot of the injuries that the Knights have, mm -hmm. he's going to be on that third line, most likely, with uh, Donadov, Donadov and Nolan Patrick. So that's going to be your third line with, with Alex Tuck out. You have Patrick, Donadov, and Peyton Krebs. Mm -hmm. Peyton Krebs is the centerman, if I'm not mistaken. Donatov might be the sentiment. Anyway, it's it's a completely new third line yeah. for Vegas. Uh, three guys that haven't played uh, a whole lot of hockey together. And you got Krebs, who played a couple games last year, broke his jaw. Um, Donatov coming over, who has been... I, I've, been I've been happy with Donatov. I think that's <laughs> the that that's the guy I think that has, has done the most for me out of everyone. Now you've had... People I mean, injured. we certainly heard his name the most, it seems. He's a physical presence, and he does know how to put the puck in, in the right spot. I think Nolan Patrick has been has been decent. Mm -hmm. Peyton Krebs had a really good game at the beginning of the week in Colorado. Uh, a couple goals. The Golden Knights have looked, in my opinion, better on the power play overall. It's been, it's been here and there, but it's been better. And I mm -hmm. think that because of all the talk after last year, you have to be better. No, it's terrible. It's so, always been subpar. And that's a point of emphasis. It's never been great. It needs to be. It is not. And it needs to be better because if Vegas is going to advance and go anywhere, power play needs to be better than 0 for 15, you know, in the conference final. So you've got Peyton Krebs coming in with that new third line. The fourth line is, is as it was, all jumbled. You've got Will Carrier is not going to be in the lineup. He took a skate blade to the face, and he's mm -hmm. in concussion protocol because of that. So he won't be available. Matthias Janmark is on the COVID list. Even though the whole team is vaccinated, that doesn't mean that you can't get it. But he has popped up on the list for precaution. So he might not be available. Mm -hmm. So... And you're a big Yenmark fan, I think. I like I, I like Matthias Janmark. I, I don't know. they Vegas has... Vegas has a bunch of pieces. I'm just not sure better or worse than last year. But, you know, they've got some pieces that could work for them. And, of course, Patrick Brown was going to be the, you know, maybe the fourth line guy. Could have shuffled between third and fourth. This is random. What was that guy's name that we said was a really bad name? For Vegas? Ballsers. Oh yeah, for uh, <laughs> the hell does he play for? Who did they lose to? Re the, the most Sharks? recent, yeah. yeah. Ballsers. <laughs> just, That's a horrible name. There's some bad hockey for names. For some but... reason, when you said Patrick Brown, it made me think 
Because I, I was thinking, no, I was thinking that's a bad name. Well, it took some big ballsers for the Philadelphia Flyers to take to take Patrick Brown from the Golden Knights because the Golden Knights put three players on waivers yesterday. Patrick Brown was one of them, and the Philadelphia Flyers claimed him, so he's gone. Because once you put someone through waivers. Any team can take him, and he's not waiver exempt. And everybody was thinking this guy was just going to go through and go to Henderson because that's what happens. You go to the AHL affiliate when you go through, but he's been taken and 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 he's gone, and that's that's a big deal for Vegas. You know, they really don't want to lose, you know, another guy that they could have been, you know, you know that could have helped them on the fourth line. So a pretty big loss for the Golden Knights. They're already thin. With everything going mm-hmm. on, and they just, you know, you have to get the the players that are not waiver exempt, you have to get them through. Because if you don't, you're going to have to at some point. So you think at the in, it was really kind of silly because teams need people, mm-hmm. you know, and there was, you know, there's a flat, Especially for injuries, right. which this team lately has been prone to. And also toughness. So I was talking to the flyer and, you know, me and the flyer and ice pod, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're back and forth and he's like, tell me about this guy. And I'm like, he's, he's tough. You know, he's a good skater. He could put the puck in the net. The Knights really like him and they didn't want to lose him. And his team needs some of that. The, you know, the flyers really need that toughness and all those attributes that Patrick Brown has. So to lose him really, it puts the Knights in an interesting spot. Injuries speaking of that have been like out of control for the Knights in terms of versus other preseasons. They've stayed relatively healthy. It started about two minutes into the first preseason game with Mark yeah. Stone getting in with a puck in the face. He's fine. So if you take Matthias he didn't, Janmark, he didn't play last game. He didn't, but he, he was, was at practice. He was at practice this morning. So you're going to, you, you see that a lot by coaches. So basically, you know, you know, Shea Theodore, hadn't played since the first game and he was resting. So he, he's so, you know, so he's good to go now. So it's definitely not unusual for coaches to just be more safe than sorry. You know, if anything happens to anyone, hold them out of the preseason, like whatever shape Theodore tweaked or did also Braden McNabb, you haven't seen them since the first game. Well, you would rather have them healthy for the season, exactly. versus, but, you know, exactly. it would be nice to see them win. I mean. Another thing, another thing that, you know, people are going to have to explain to to my co-host here is that it's the preseason. It means absolutely nothing. The okay. first year, the Golden Knights had the same record in the preseason that they did right now. I know. And they went to the Stanley really Cup. you really nailed that home with me many times. Because if you want to talk about numbers and figures and 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 what do what does this mean what does it mean it means nothing all i'm saying is i was not impressed with the way leonard looked i was not impressed. i, I haven't been impressed with him either with how they looked in general i think logan thompson is a is, I don't care. is, is, like, is a better if, goaltender this if, preseason if they're playing hard and they're making goals but they're still losing i still think they had a good game well, three one to Arizona and four nothing to San Jose is not is like if that happens like three weeks from now or a month from now, it's not good. I just wasn't impressed at all on the playing and on Leonard's goal tending, goal saving, lack I of goal saving. I haven't been impressed with Leonard. And Brassois has actually been more impressive than Leonard, and so has Logan Thompson. 
Well, you like Logan Thompson. I think Logan Thompson's the guy in a couple of years. If you if you really want to know if if you know if Leonard if Leonard can't complete a full season if he can't be the anchor, like somebody else was who left just recently. If he can't be that guy, then there's just no way that this is going to work. I think in a couple of years, if Robin Leonard hasn't secured the jobs as his own, he's going to end up like Marc Andre Fleury, and he should. I because, don't think he did anything to secure the job in the first place. Well, so, but that's a whole he's, different. Right, he's younger, and they threw money at him. Of course, okay. said we've right. beaten over that's, and over. That's a whole nother. But what show. did he do to to prove to a, a playoff a team that's been in the playoffs every year of their existence? What has he done to prove that he is the guy? In my opinion, not much. Well, this is his chance to. To you know, to yeah, shine. I hope he to show it. I hope he proves me wrong. I'd love and, to be wrong. I'm, and, I'm itching to be wrong about you this. You know, because, because I, I want, want them, them to succeed. Right. We both want them to succeed. Um I, I mean that's the bottom line. And like I said to you, if they don't win the Stanley Cup, I think DeBoer's out. Probably. Or what was his name? DeBabe? No, DeBoer. DeBoer. Yeah, DeBoer. DeBoer. That's his name. COVID protocol for Matias Yanmark. We've got Patrick Brown gone by the waiver list. So right there, there's third and fourth line shaken up as it is. Peyton Krebs is going to be on that third line. You've got no Carrier. You've got no Nick Waugh still. You will have, you will have Jonathan Marcheseau, Zach Whitecloud. You'll have those guys in. No Brett Howden. So if you go over this again, no Howden, no Mm -hmm. Waugh, no Carrier, no Yanmark, no Patrick Brown. Well, Patrick Brown is gone. I'm talking about guys that could could be on the third, fourth line as a whole. Okay, well, Patrick guys that Brown, you had, Brown is no longer I with I know the team. that, but guys you had, but now you don't. don't. Okay. Right. Even with Patrick Brown, as a, even if I don't mention this guy, you're really in Can I just say that last game in, in, in Carlson a, scored the only goal? Not did. the last game. You can say that, that, that your boyfriend from, from Sweden, you know, Score the goal. The only goal. Yes, the only goal. VGK, they lose two out of the three games this past week and the two losses, seven goals given up by Robin Leonard. The only win was in Colorado and Peyton Krebs and the rest of the team looked pretty good. Power play, like I said earlier, has been better, in my opinion. We will see what happens during the regular season. Some guy that's going to get some play... And I can pull up this note here. That would be good. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Pavel Dorofayev. Dorofayev. Pavel Dorofayev. He's gotten a little bit of play for the Golden Knights. Uh, He's been in their system a little while. And he might actually be on the opening night roster just because they need a fourth line. So we have Kolsar is going to be in there. And then you've had you have this guy. Now, they're probably going to use they've got Paul Cotter, they've got Jack Dugan, they've got guys who've played. They're really thin. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. I'm not overconfident because okay, Seattle has four or five guys on the COVID list. I I, I read that today. Really? That's a lot. As a ret- uh, uh, Jesse Granger has been tweeting a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I saw you retweeting some of his stuff. Because I put his notifications on because why the hell have I not had them on, first off, or any of the other, like David Shane, 
Ben Gotts, Sinbin Vegas. You have to have these guys' notifications on because they're at Morning Skate. They're at the press, con- you know, the little conferences that, that Pete DeBoer has. You have to know what's going on. And this is the only way. You've got their fourth line is a mess. It's going to be a mess. Like, I like Colasar. He's tough. You know, he's a pretty yeah. good skater. Yeah. I, you know, I like him there. I don't know anything about this Dor- Dorofiev guy. Okay. You've got promise, but you don't have anything substantial. And I don't think even against a new team in the NHL, can you just throw this stuff out with it? the third line is unproven. They've done well in a little bit of spots so far, but they're unproven. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about everybody below the top six. So you've got your misfit line. You've mm-hmm. got the patch line. I'm not worried about those guys, but you got a Vegas historically rolls every line since day one of the franchise. And this is the first year where you're not able to do that. How are you going to, I mean, even the third line you know, on paper, you can get away with it, but if, how are you going to roll out? Like just, just in a week, if you don't have your fourth line good, how are you going to roll that out? I don't care if you're playing the Kings. I don't care who you're playing. Kings beat them in preseason. But that, but, but my point is you can't do that against anybody, anytime, anywhere. You have to be able to roll every line. This The NHL, 32 teams now, you cannot skimp on a fourth line. That's troubling for me. I think their defense is going to be fine. I, I, I mean, they're going to have everybody defensively, so I'm have not really worried about that. From Pacioretty? Has he done Pacioretty's it? fine. Are you talking about scoring? Right, just like has... Um, it's been kind of quiet. Not much. Pacioretty's been quiet since he stepped his skate on the ice against Montreal last year. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot because Pacioretty's not, not, he's not protect, he's, he's not invincible. He's tradable. And I yeah. feel like after his performance from that semifinal Playoff on. Is being watched like a hawk. Trade deadline is going to be here before you know it. Is his name on the block? What about Mark Stone? I, Mark Stone is not going anywhere. Stone because his performance was piss poor. Stone and Petrangelo, I think, are and Leonard for right now are good. What about Every well, I mean, we've heard whispers about Riley Smith, and we've heard whispers about Marcia So, and that's that other misfit line. Those are the OGs, right? You only got four or five left. I, I mean, three of them are right there, and Will Carrier is the other one. And, of course, you've got Shea Theodore and you've got, you know, Braden McNabb. You're getting really, really thin in terms of original guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Carlson, I think, is tradable. I think everybody except those three, Stone, Petrangelo, and Leonard, I think are tradable. And the deadline is going to be here before we know it. And I just think that if this team is not in a position where management wants them to be, someone's moving. If not before. Because this Jack Eichel thing is getting closer and closer and closer to a to an ending point. And the Rangers were one of those teams that could have um could have made a run, but they re-signed uh Zabenajad, who I believe is their captain, to like a seven, eight year deal. Mika Zabenajad, I believe is his name. So they can't go after Eichel. And it's a handful of teams. I think Anaheim was in, maybe, maybe Vegas. Maybe maybe a couple of other teams. So this is all coming to a head. I'm just not... This is the first year. I'm just not... I'm just not 
confident in every guy being going in the same direction. Of course they are. They know that they're good. But you look at it from afar and I just don't see it. I mean, please, 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 I want to be wrong. I, I mean, more than anything. They've got some, they've got some, they've got some guys. You know, DeBoer likes their depth better this year than last year. I think he just has to say that. I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not there. Well, you're not going to say otherwise if you're the coach. You know, I think Gerard Gallant would. I think if Gerard Gallant was sitting in the chair, he'd be like, you know, I'm not really, I don't think we're there, but I think we're going to get there. You know what I mean? Like something like that. Something else I want to bring up to you, which I read about, um, I believe it was the, I don't know if it, I, I, I don't know who it was. There have been less fans at the game I'm the one who this preseason, but it's not just about fans going. It's also tickets being sold that fans aren't fans not going in addition to tickets not being sold. The preseason games were always sold out. Now you're seeing a thousand to fifteen hundred tickets available. For four years that was unheard of. And I know it's ridiculous because most atmospheres in the NHL are not but like we this are in, in the a preseason. Pandemic. That's true. Okay, so there is a pandemic. There is a cost issue because everything, even the preseason games, are more expensive. Something leads me to believe, though, that there's something more. Even the fans, maybe, possibly, are they seeing the treatment for their own, from their own, you know, their own eyes? And maybe yes, they're, are they boycotting? Also, do you see all over social media, different platforms, people talk about it? <clears throat> yeah, it was rough. It's been rough since, again, you know, I think June or July. when Florida First of all, going. Vegas has always wanted hockey. And after the tragedy that happened on 1 October, and I think it kind of brought everyone together, and now they're seeing mm, maybe they're not um, for the town as they made it seem, or for the people, their players. I don't know. It's strange. <clears throat> but we were watching the preseason game last week and it was i'm like look at all these empty seats you did mention that to me that's probably around the time when the article was being written you never saw that before it wouldn't have mattered but again we're in a pandemic times are tough do they have a vaccination rule there i don't know masks it's not like it's not like allegiant stadium where the raiders okay. play where you have to be vaccinated or partially vaccinated or else you cannot be or be but you have to wear a mask. They're not asking at T-Mobile. They're not asking for a status. You have to wear, you have a, to wear mask. a mask no matter what. I don't know. I was thinking maybe that has. That's something. not going to deter people because when they brought fans back, everyone wore their last mask. year. But right. you know, in the playoffs, everybody wore their mask. I don't know. It's just strange. You couldn't get a ticket, and right. people who were selling their tickets were selling them for triple plus right. price and getting it and getting the money. I think wins will overcome that. Yeah, they got. I think maybe people need to warm up to this team. I don't know if it's um, a coincidence. I a lot of people were hurt by Flurry leaving. That rubbed, and I mentioned this on the Chicago it, Tomahawk show that it rubbed yeah. people the wrong way, and it and it does still. It, it was will Flurry's forever. Team. Not right. that the other. Of course, it's everybody's. It team. was Mark Andre Flurry's team, right? Because he wore the heart and soul patch. He every night was essentially. The face of the team right and the way you treated him i don't know if people take it personal like that but i think 
because there's such a personal connection with this team, with the people of Vegas, it became personal. And they made it personal by bringing in, or I should say by playing on the hearts of emotions of the state of, that the city was in. They made it personal. So when they say it's business, not personal. It's business when they want it to be. Right. But it's they personal made when it they personal. don't either. We, right. They're going out to the blood drives. And they had the first responders. And then the last game, they had that huge thing. Those guys went to blood drives every day. Every but day. But my point is, is, they made it personal. Right. First, they tugged on heartstrings to get and, them where they wanted them to be, and, and then, then you—it's a business, right? It's a business, so you can't have it both ways, and no. people not take it personal when I read a bunch of articles that you know they uh, one October victims were given tickets to go see the games because it helped with whatever's going on in their world right now. Well, it's two and a half, three hours. You don't got to think about. It. Or you can put it down. So I don't feel sorry for the corporation in that because they made it personal. And then they made it very clear that it's not personal. And that's bullshit. Uh, David Shane from the Las Vegas Review Journal wrote an article about the unhealthy obsession that the organization has at any cost to win the Stanley Cup. And also, in that article, it states a lot about how they... It's a really good article to read. I've retweeted it, but it, it's 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 out there. They cut off communication with Mark Andre Fleury mm. right before the deal because they were concerned that his agent, Alan Walsh, was sabotaging the deal behind the scenes. So they stopped communicating with them both. That's why Fleury found out the way. He did that's because a bullshit-ass excuse. it's a piss poor excuse from the organization, but his Alan, Alan Walsh is not innocent here. Okay. Let's, let's leave that where it is because that's the truth. The sword tweet was Alan Walsh that he is not innocent. However, the organization had a, they have a duty, a dignity to everybody to make sure everybody knows about the trade the whole time. Saying what, what Kelly McCrimmon and George McPhee are saying from your job, is okay? wrong. One of your bosses is going to tell you you're fired. Right. Okay, you're not going to go on social media and find out that you're fired from your, your nine-to-five job. Right. So what Kelly McCrimmon and, and George McPhee are saying about that they kept him in the loop until the very end is wrong. It's bullshit. They, we, everyone who had a set of ears and eyes right. could sniff that out, and the nose can sniff that out the second that came out of their mouth. They felt that if Alan Walsh and the camp of Marc-Andre Fleury, and they should know better about Marc-Andre Fleury than the human being that he is, but they were worried about his agent and so everything knowing. So talk to Marc-Andre Fleury right. about it. Usually agents get the, they're the in-between. You can't That's deal with an agent, then you're in the wrong business. Yeah, well, he's, you know, he... Come huh. on, don't tell me that uh, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's, a, ha- don't I'm sure he's deal- a very interesting person to deal with. I'm sure they're all very interesting people to deal with. That's not, that's not our, that's not our job. And you only hear what you hear, but the article is very well written. They're obsessed at any cost. They wanted to dump his salary so badly. And got shit for it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean... Freeing up cap space is, is their reward. How much are they paying Leonard? Five. He's not worth it. What about Brissois? 
He's not worth it. I don't know what that. What about yet. Patrick Brown, who just who just got let go more cap space that they freed? He, right? Leonard is, is not worth, worth five million. Not not right now, but Mark Andre Fleury was worth every penny. Of he would. He said many times he'd take a lower salary rate. They should have gotten rid of Leonard and kept. Well, that was my call. But uh, you know, and I liked Leonard coming here. Well, when Robin yeah, Leonard came he here, I liked the excited. idea. But if you're going to do push comes to shove, and at the time of the, uh, you know, no matter throw age out of it, the 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 playing level that Mark Andre Fleury is still on, making incredible saves for the Blackhawks. You know how disgusting that is and heartbreaking to see him not with Vegas. It's not offensive to it, it's no offense to anybody, and I'm glad that he landed in a place like Chicago because they'll take care of him. But he should be in Vegas. It's not about it's not no offense to anybody else. It's just it's hard to see it the way it is. That's what makes this crappy. And a question that's going to go on the entire season is, did you do it right? Did you do enough? Should you have done more? Should you have done something different? Because right now, I don't think that, I don't think Vegas Night Nation is thrilled. I'm sorry. I could be wrong. And please tell me if you are. Tell me that I'm wrong and you're thrilled with the third and fourth line and the goaltending. The the numbers don't lie as far as ticket sales. Okay. You can clearly see it if you're watching TV. It didn't matter if. We'll see if it continues. And I'm sure that for real, once the season starts, I'll get better. But I was like. Should be sold out tomorrow. That's for sure. I was like. Better what? be sold out Why? tomorrow. You don't see an empty seat unless someone went up to go take a shit. And you can't even see them between all the gold no, and, and, and black. You, you definitely and... can't hear them and you most likely can't see them. And, but now, I was just... and now you're seeing big open gates. I thought, right, like, and I thought at first they had sections blocked off. No. No. No, it's full. Full capacity. Then, yeah. I guess we'll see what this next week brings and happy hockey. It's it you know it's like Christmas, you know for for hockey fans you know uh, football people look forward to this you know you know you know to football and hockey people. He look tried forward to, to this. use that joke in the beginning in one of our intros and it didn't um he didn't like it but I guess he had a squeezer on in there. Sometimes you have to have many takes <laughs> to get things right but yes, it is it is like it's like Christmas-y. it is like Hanukkah it is like Christmas it is like Kwanzaa it is it is it is it is holiday time and Vegas is going to open on ESPN. And then their second game against the Kings later on in the week will be on will be on TNT. They will be on national TV twelve times, and then as we found out, we'll be able to watch the games because I am stupid. I am so sorry, but ESPN Plus, if you have the Disney bundle, you will get all, all the, the out of market games except for the, we are local, right? So out of market, so so you're blacked out locally, no matter where you live. But out of market, you get it all. And I am just so relieved because it was going to be a process, and now we don't got to worry about that anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, that pretty much does it for us. Make sure that you subscribe and listen to our show. Give us some feedback. Yes. You could DM me. I'm at Vegas fever pod and you could DM Paula. She is at the golden wife. Yep. Check out that show, the golden line, which is on the golden wife's. Yes. Twitter. It's only got one episode, but we are working on it. We have, we been... have lives. Slam. Yes, and we're rolling into holiday yes, season, baby. So. Um, we got something every day, almost the next couple weeks, every weekend, every day. Um, trunk or treats. You know, we have two. Yeah, it, well, it's pumpkin patch time. It's trunk right, or treat time. Right. It's it's 
boobash. We, I mean, um, our daughter's birthday is coming yes, up. Yes, Thanksgiving. So. I mean, it's just, it, we're slammed, and hockey just gets shimmied right in. So, so. here we are. Uh, until next time, we'll go, we will talk to you then. Everybody stay safe, and... Bye.